Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Hi, my name is Alec Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to have with me Kate Butler of KateButlerCoaching.com. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. It is our pleasure to have you here. Let's go back in time, back to the beginning. Um, Where did you grow up? I grew up in South Jersey, right outside of the Philadelphia area. And what did your parents do? My mom was a teacher, and then uh, she ended her career actually as a guidance counselor. She has since retired but can't stay away. So she still dabbles in it every now and again. Every time somebody goes off to have a baby, she pops back into the school system. Um, And my dad was in Nashville for what was originally Bell Atlantic and now is Verizon. And how did you get started in business? What a great question. How did I get started in business? Well, I went to Towson University, which is right outside of Baltimore in um, Maryland, and I studied mass communication and interpersonal communication studies, and I really believed I wanted to do public relations of some sort. And when I graduated college, I actually packed up my car and drove out to California. Um, I really wanted to live there, and I just thought, you know what, better, um, you know, now's as good a time as any. So I packed up everything that I could possibly fit in my car and drove out, and I landed a job at an advertising agency, and I absolutely hated it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was working so hard. Yeah, I was working so hard and not making any money, and I just thought, my gosh, this is for the birds. So basically, um, at that point, I went into sales and, you know, recruiting, and I, that's, how, that's where my career began, um, with the sales and recruiting company. And, and how did you there, get from do, mm-hmm. doing that to where you are now? Yeah, so, so it's an interesting transition. I actually 
started my own recruiting company um, after many years of being in the corporate world. And I just got to the point where when I was working in corporate that it was just no longer something that really lit me up inside. And I started doing a lot of soul searching about three years ago and was really trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do. Um, and through this transition of me really dialing in and really beginning to tap into my authentic message, um, this is when I began writing books. And so I began um, studying mindset, and I began writing books on mindset, and I started with children's books because I have young children. And um, this whole entire career of coaching and um, being an author and teaching other people how to become authors, this all started from me tapping into saying there must be something more. And that's really where it all stemmed from. That is an incredible journey. Talk, you talk about businesses that support a family, um, that support a mission. Why are mompreneurs on the rise so much? Well, that's a really great question, and I think that it I think that it actually began because um there may be a little bit of an expectation that moms can do it all, <laughs> so we thought, oh well, why not? Let's just figure it out and try to do it all um which is obviously an unrealistic expectation uh for us to uh you know really. Uh, be able to do it all, handle it all, and, and do it all well, right? But I think that now that um, we're, it became so popular and I feel like the expectations are evening out just a bit because mompreneurs are just so common these days, I think now it's a little bit more about creating that fulfillment in your life and being able to achieve that balance where you're able to you know, spend that time with your family, but still actually be able to also pursue a passion of what lights you up inside so that you can have that cross-fulfillment different, across different areas of your life. And I think that that's why the mompreneur phenomenon has sustained for so long is because it became a, a lot less about having to do it all and show up for it all, and it became a little bit more about fulfillment and keeping things in better balance. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of, you know, the roller coaster and the ups and downs, what have been some of your biggest business challenges and what did you learn from them? My biggest business challenge, um, I would say it would be um, really wanting to do it all myself. <laughs> and I don't know that I've completely overcome that. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but in the beginning, I thought this is my company and I own the company and who could possibly, you know, be as committed to this company as I am. So I must be the person that does my books. I must be the person that does my accounting. I must be the person that talks to every single client. I must be the person who updates these spreadsheets because it's, you know, how could someone else be as committed and care about this as much as I do, right? Um, and I really believe that. Like, I really believe, like, this is my baby. You know, this is my, my third baby. So I, I have to make sure that I have a hand in every single thing. What I didn't realize is that I could have a hand in something by overseeing it. Um, and I did not 
recognize the importance of staying in my zone of genius and really staying in my lane um, and understanding that I have no business doing accounting, which is not my zone of genius. And somebody else who is amazing at numbers, they might not be as passionate about my business as I am, but they're passionate about their spreadsheets and they're passionate about their numbers and that I need to relinquish the responsibility and allow them to show up in their zone of genius so that I can stay in mine. And so that was a big learn, uh, lesson learned for me in the beginning of my entrepreneurship. That is a great lesson to learn. And I think something that a lot of us uh, struggle with, how are you helping your clients achieve such great results? What are you doing for them that they, you know, absolutely love? Well, you know, when you say the word results, um, two things come to mind. When I am coaching my clients one-on-one or in a group setting, um, I am crossing, I, I am helping people that are at a crossroads in their life uh, transition through challenges and difficulties, and I am helping them identify what their life purpose is, um, and I am helping them live a more fulfilling, happy, peaceful life. That is the number one thing that I commit to doing for my clients and the results that they get through the coaching. But the other thing that shows up for me um, that is a little bit more tangible than that, although that's extremely important and life-changing, but some people like to be able to look and feel and touch something. Um, And so the tangible thing that I also do through uh, a different program of coaching is I help people align with what their core message is. Uh, help them write a book and then help them publish a best-selling book. And so that's another thing that I do to help clients achieve results. Let's talk about that for a minute. Why should an entrepreneur write a book and how do you help them do that? Yes. Oh, I love this question. So I crack up every time I hear somebody say a book is just a very expensive business card (laughs) because – For a lot of people, it is, but those people, unfortunately, don't know what I know, (laughs) unfortunately for them. Um, So somehow I was able to come into this publishing world and this book world, and, um, you know, it was all meant to be, apparently, because I, I fell into all of this alignment of resources and information where I was publishing my first book with, I had it in my hand within eight months of, of me having an idea to write my first book, right? Which, you don't, you know, it's interesting when you don't know what the expectation should be. Um, when people said, oh my gosh, you have your book already? How did that even happen? You, you were just talking about this eight months ago. And I said, well, how long is it supposed to take? And they said, well, at least a year, or if not two. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. I just, like, just did it. I just like, went for it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know it was supposed to take longer than that. If I had known it was supposed to take two years, I probably would have taken two years to do it, right? But I didn't know what I didn't know. So it was interesting when I got into this world how I just began to um, make these connections and identify these resources, and I didn't know the – way that I was supposed to do things. So I was deciding and figuring out the best way for me and the one that made the most business sense, which I guess is very different than the way that most people tackle this book world. Um, And so entrepreneurs should write a book because number one, um, 
it is a way to create sustainable income for your business. Um, it is another form or stream of income in your business. Um, it also should be serving as a platform uh, for you to go out and share your message with the world and in turn lead customers back to you. Um, so in my book program, I actually teach how to create a sustainable income, how to use it as a multiple stream of income, and then how to turn a profit on your book, which is so important. Um, so most authors out there are making about a 15% margin on each book that they sell, but I make an 85% margin on every single book that I sell. So I've actually just completely flipped the switch on the entire process. So those are some of the reasons <laughs> that I believe that entrepreneurs should write a book. Those are absolutely great reasons. How do you help them grow a business that really serves them? Well, the first thing is identifying what that zone of genius is for you um, and really what your authentic message is, right? And so I, I love that you said, how do you create a business that serves them? Because that's actually something that most people do not do that is crucial to creating a sustainable business. Most and, and a lot of people don't even think about creating a business that serves others either, right? So those are the two the two main facets there. Um, some people enter in business just simply, you know, to turn a profit and it works for a while, but generally what ends up happening is you get burnout or bored um, and you're still kind of looking for what's next, right? Because it's never going to be 100% fulfilling if those other elements aren't involved in your business. And so the first thing I help people look at is um, in, in what ways do you desire to show up for other people that would light you up inside, right? In what ways do you desire to serve your customers and serve your clients and really make an impact um, that is aligned with who you are and what you innately know your best ability is to be? And then once we figure out what serves you first, then we can go and, and begin to develop how it's going to look in a business model, right? Because if you create a business model based on solely serving your customers, again, you're going to be up against the wall pretty quickly because you yourself are not going to feel like you're completely filled up. So we have to obviously take care of you first so that you can show up in your best self every single day, and then obviously from there comes serving your clients. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yeah. I've been trying to, you know, I've been trying to raise my kids uh, who are, at the time we're recording this, 10, 7, and 4. I've been trying to raise them in an entrepreneurial mindset. We watch Shark Tank together. I try and give them, you know, get them to read Thinking Her Rich and other great books. How do mm -hmm. you... How do you work with people to have an impact on their kids? Well, the first uh, way is through my children's book series. Um, that's actually where I began with that. It, it, I began with the children mindset as well. When I just took my life in a very different direction and I took it, um, you know, I, I switched my business model from, you know, simply just working with clients and, you know, generating an income and I actually created a business that, with more of a legacy, you know, leaving a legacy on the world and actually making an impact on the world, um, I began that business by writing children's books. I really wanted to teach my children, like you're saying, the power of a positive perspective and the power of choice in every moment. Um, and so my children's, um, I, the second book in our series, actually, I co-wrote with my five-year-old daughter. 
um, the whole book is actually her idea, and it's called More Than Magic, and it's about teaching children to identify their inner magic. And each one of my children's books actually has like an interactive exercise in the back of the book so that they can really begin applying the information that the story talks about. And in the back of the second book, there is a magical mirror, and it says, magical mirror, please confide, what is my magic deep inside? And it describes to the children reading the book that they then are to imagine, right, what this magical mirror is reflecting back to them and what is their magic gift inside. And so, you know, this is where it all begins with teaching our children how they can tap in, how they can, you know, refer into their inner guidance system, how they can tap into their intuition, how they can trust, you know, how they can, um, you know, act on their innate abilities and really choose the things that they know they're being pulled to and that they're aligned with and that, you know, they're able to make a difference in the world with, right? Them, their unique abilities, being able to contribute this back to the world versus choosing the things that are expected of them or that their, you know, society is expecting them to, to perform, you know, or something of that nature, right? So rather choosing as opposed to being conditioned. That makes a lot of sense. What is what are some of your favorite books that have had the biggest impact on your work that you've read? Oh, so many, so many. Um, so one of my one of my favorite books is the last lecture. Um, I, I love that book. Um, and I like anything Mitch Albom as well. I think he has a very interesting way of uh, showing people a different perspective on life. Um, I will also say that from a principle standpoint, um, the Success Principles was by Jack Canfield was one of the core books that began to switch things for me in a very practical way. Um, and I actually started working with Jack before I read his book because <laughs> uh, I was introduced to him um, by the president of his company, Patty Aubrey. But um, when I did begin to read the book, The Success Principles, and I actually started to apply the things that he was teaching, um, my life changed in the most drastic and fantastic ways um, and has have continued to change for the better and grow ever since. That is awesome. How do you make sure everything gets done when it's supposed to get done by the right person? <laughs> do you make sure everything gets done well? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that I always. Uh, I don't know that I always do that uh, to the best of my ability. If I'm being a hundred percent authentic in this conversation, which I always will be, um, you know, I, I do my best every single day, um, and I, um, you know, am still stretching myself to delegate appropriately. Um, and it's something that I am still learning, you know, but I am not afraid to step outside of the box and try new things um, to see if it is the right person for the right job, if that makes sense, right? I'm not always getting it right every single time, I'll be honest with you, but I am always stretching outside the box, developing new techniques, and trying to learn as things change so that I can stay on top of the curve, right? But I make mistakes along the way for sure. I'm not always doing that perfect. 
who is an ideal client for you? An ideal client for me is someone who is at a crossroads in their life and is looking to get to the next step in their life, the next stage in their life, or who knows that there's something more out of life, but they just have no idea what it is or how to get it. Um, and, and my ideal client for the book world is someone who knows that they've always wanted to write a book or they have a book inside of them that they know needs to be written or a message that they need to bring out to the world, but they just really don't know where to begin. Um, and I give them a step-by-step process on how to do that and make it super simple. And where do you want, for our audience who fits that criteria, who's resonating with what you're saying, wants to learn more about you, where do they go to consume more of all things Kate? All things Kate would be katebutlercoaching.com. Um, and there's actually a free Ignite Your Life starter kit right there on my homepage, which people can download and grab and um, has amazing applicable tools, a lot of which we talked about today. Um, they can also find me on Facebook at Kate Butler Books. All right. This has been Seth Green with Kate Butler. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next time. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world, and I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to takethe500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.